Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Inner Visions of the Inspired Obtaining Happiness. I am so happy. I'm truly blessed to talk to you guys uh, this morning. So we're going to take a look on domestic violence. Yes, domestic violence has been a major problem in this country and all around the world. Yes. So the mental health effects of it is staggering. And we're going to talk about the statistics, how it's connected to mental health, and how it's also connected to depression. So sit back, relax, and let's enjoy inner visions of the inspired obtaining happiness let's get inspired let's get it hey everyone i am back with another one how's everyone doing this morning And uh, before I um, end the show, I will give a special shout out segment. Well, yeah, it's going to be after the. um, It's going to be near the end of the show. I always put a special shout out in the beginning. But there are a few people um, who suggested that I either cut down on the. Um, special shout outs or I just put it toward the end of the show um, or do a do a different segment called the special shout out moment but October is domestic violence month and domestic violence is is a situation to where There is an altercation or a a violent altercation between spouses, you know, between boyfriend and girlfriend, or if you are in a same-sex relationship between male and male, female and female, or marriage or husband and wife, if it's heterosexual, um... Domestic violence. I've seen times where domestic violence can be very, very, very ugly to the point where people do not come out alive. Um, Leonelli May, who I consider an older sister from another mother, she has expressed her um, sympathy and her outrage as far as domestic violence where she lost her best friend because of domestic violence where um, her husband would stab her in the courthouse in Bayville, North Carolina so many times that she was unrecognizable. Alright. And the 
in the courtroom, people just, they taser him and he still kept stabbing her, stabbing her. It was like, where's the care? Where's the help? So I, I was, you know, when I saw that she posted on Instagram and she told me the story of it, I was, I was mad. I was angry. And I was like, let me go ahead and talk about this. I've talked about it um, last time and I wanted to express it again. All right. She has a student who was, um, I think it was 17, was 18 or 19 years old, I believe. No, or was was she uh, 16? Yeah. She was 16, one of Mrs. Uh, May's students. And um, she was uh, killed by her then boyfriend. And guess what? In Fayetteville, North Carolina. Guess what? Guess what? He wasn't charged. They didn't do anything about it because they believe his bullcocking story. So I'll put it to you like this. You can be you can be of legal age. Uh, you could be 21, you could be 28, you could be 40, 60. Just because you are considered an adult in a legal age doesn't make you an adult. You could be an adult in a legal age, but you're mentally still a child. That's a dangerous combination, and that's a combination that can really be the downfall of the development of a man, especially black men. All right. Black men sometimes, not all of them, but some, they forget how to be a man. They're too immature to be an adult. Those are the kind of men that really you should G-check and ostracize from your community until they get their stuff together. And women are just as bad, even worse. Um, yes, I've been in. Uh, I've, there was something on the news to where where a woman who physically and fights another guy each and every time they were both Christians go to the same church together. She was. She would beat him up, beat him up, use him as a target practice, and then one day he was found dead. She was somewhere else. Somebody killed him. But lo and behold, we found out that she had she had hired someone to get rid of him for insurance money. But then there were, but then she left 
a paper trail, a paper trail that eventually got her caught. Now she's serving, what, 25 years, 25 years in jail. She should have gotten life. But this is the politics of, yes, that's the politics of the justice system. think it's cool to put their hands on somebody and get lesser sentence. They think it's cool and the justice system is making it hard to send a message to domestic violence. And in a few cases they have, but not all of them. I'm telling you right now. So um, I want to read this here. Um, This is on the website. uh, It is uh, bridgesdbc.org. I wanted to give credit where credit is due. I want to give credit to the author, the creator of this website. I just don't want to be reading something that you know, then I, then I don't give credit to the author that's plagiarizing. But you but you know, but if you do read it word for word, and you know, you give credit to the author and the creator of the um, project, then that's okay. That's cool. But I'm gonna read bits and pieces of it. So please check out the website. The effects of domestic abuse can be far-reaching, influencing many aspects of our daily lives, how we see ourselves, how we care for ourselves, and how we interact with others. Sometimes it opens the door to a myriad of mental health issues, while other times it can exacerbate existing conditions, making a bad situation worse. There is a study, a five-year research program on domestic violence funded by the National Institute for Health Research in the United Kingdom. There is a higher risk of experiencing adult lifetime partner violence among women with depression disorders, anxiety disorders, and PTSD compared with women without mental disorders, there is an increase of that. So if a woman, or even if a man who is suffering from PTSD, who is suffering from mental illness or an anxiety, they are more likely the targets of domestic violence because they're in a vulnerable state. They're more likely submissive and they're more likely, you know, to disabilize, to kind of fight back because they have so much going on that they can't think a little clearly. So it's like kicking somebody when they're down kind of moment. 
compared to women with no mental health disorders. Measured over the adult life, women with depressive disorders were around 2.5 times more likely to have been victims of domestic violence. This figure was over 3.5 times higher for women with anxiety disorders. For women with post-traumatic stress disorder, the chances of having experiencing domestic violence were seven times higher than women with no mental health problems. And here are some of the uh, other mental health diagnoses. such as eating disorders, obsessive-compulsive disorder, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and other mental health problems. Wow. The evidence suggests that domestic abuse can affect mental health and lead to the victims developing mental health problems such as anxiety or PTSD, or people who already have mental health problems will be likely to experience domestic violence. So please check out this uh, website and support Bridges Domestic Violence Center, P.O. Box 1592 Franklin, Tennessee, Three four seven zero six five. Yes. So I also wanted to, you know, go over the statistics. Hold on for a second, everybody. second. Just trying to, um, I'm trying to do is get the statistics. I'm sorry for the little wait. I do apologize. I do. Hold on. 
Alright, we are about to This is U.S. and World Report News. Every minute, about 20 people are physically abused by an intimate partner in the U.S., according to Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Although the rate of domestic violence has dropped significantly over the past decade, the issue remains extremely relevant and far-reaching in has been spotlighted by recent cases involving NFL players Ray Rice and Greg Hardy, as well as pop star Chris Brown. All right. While these are well-known and well-covered stories have shed light on the domestic violence and help alert the public to its danger, and many incidents still go unreported and unknown. The Ray Rice situation, I think the media has overblown it. TMZ, they're very known to overblown many situations and they could say, okay, the video doesn't lie. Well, what's your real intention? Now, it wasn't okay for Ray Rice to do what he did. But the man has redeemed himself. He has redeemed his life. And yet, and the NFL has ostracized him and refused to give this man a second chance. Even the wife, even the wife, of uh, Ray Rice is telling people forgive this man he didn't do nothing wrong he's a good man he's a good man that man deserves a second chance he's, he's he feels remorseful he's been very remorseful and he has been going on tours to you know give awareness of domestic violence Special shout out to Ray Rice. A special shout out to his wife. Domestic violence is a pattern of abusive behavior in which someone uses physical, sexual, psychological, or other types of harm against a current or former partner, an intimate, um, I'm sorry, the immediate family member or another relative. It can also include stalking, threats, or other behaviors meant to manipulate or control someone else. Between 2003 and 2012, domestic violence accounted for over 20% of all violent crimes in the United States. Intimate partner violence, meaning violence involving current or former spouses, boyfriends, or girlfriends is the most common type of domestic violence. So now we we are going to go to 
domestic violence that that comes from the women's side, yes. Nobody likes to talk about men being abused. But I want to read this here. This is very disturbing. This is on Fox 5 Atlanta. They're reporting the title by Brian Hill, by the way. Studies suggest domestic violence against men in Georgia is often underreported, and the victims are just women and children. A new report released today suggests men are being victimized a lot more than we think. A 20-page report is in the state agency's first study specifically focusing on male victims of family or domestic violence. Georgia Commission on Family Violence hopes this report will help educate law enforcement and other domestic violence stakeholders about challenges male victims face and why their assaults often fall through the cracks. I'm sorry. The belief that domestic violence organizations, shelters, and safe houses out there, I believe among males, is that they aren't there to service them. And the commission gathered evidence from 2016 to 2020. This is what they said. We have to, as a society, give men the space to admit that they are victims. This is by April Ross, Executive Director, Georgia Commission on Family Violence. While women make up the majority of family violence victims, the report found that men accord, I'm sorry, men account for 30%. We have to, as a society, give men the space to admit that they are victims. When it's a female who is the abuser, the natural inclination is to assume he can handle himself and he should be able to deal with the situation. Okay. Agency believes that number of male victims much higher is isn't reported primarily due to social norms around gender roles. The idea of disbelief by law enforcement and other stakeholders in a perceived lack of service for men. 
if there is a man identified at a scene who is a victim, I think there is an unconscious bias. So men may not have or may not get referrals at the scene for services. Well, I'll put it to you like this. I do believe that men should defend themselves against women who are trying to batter okay equal rights equals oh I'm, I'm gonna put it to you like this equal rights includes equal left and right hooks and and women who think it's okay to take advantage of the system and take advantage of the men because they could deserves no sympathy for me. You have no business putting your hands on a man. But men, be careful. Even though you want to defend yourself and you want to fight back with all your might, the law really is based on helping and defending women in these situations even though you are abused they're more likely to show sympathy towards the women they're more likely to try to protect the women against the male who is being abused that's the sad situation and then you know the next time they were found buried in their backyard <clears throat> Sometimes our legal system can be very narcissistic. So, um, I want to, um, take, I want to talk about, let me, let me read this article. This is in 2021. Kitty Gills, and um, this is in the Invisible Bruises, her article. Very little known about domestic violence is heterosexual or straight men. Even as we knock on the door of 2022, there have been few studies conducted that include men as victims, and those that have been completed focused primarily on same-gender relationships, holding to the commonly held stereotype that an adult straight man cannot be abused by a female partner. That's the perception of the society. Well, let's read this statistic. With the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, one out of nine men have reported experiencing intimate partner violence. Though it is probably fair to assume that this statistic does not take into account the tendency of men to underreport domestic violence due to gender roles in the accompany harassment. I'm sorry, the accompany embarrassment. In my experiences working with survivors of domestic violence, I find that 
Female abusers usually operate differently than males, partially due to their inability to overpower male partners who tend to be more physical, intimidating, and also due to how females are socialized in our society. Female abusers usually resort to non-physical forms of abuse on psychological level, such as revenge-seeking behaviors, spreading rumors or revenge postings on social media, stalking and emotional abuse. It happens a lot, but it's been underreported. This is an interesting story. Tammy Weisenberg's story as a victim of abuse began with a familiar male misconception. I can be her savior. That was what he thought when he first met the woman who would become his girlfriend. She told him about how she had in the past experience of violence. She told him about how she had been beaten in a previous relationship. She spoke about how unhappy she has become. Tammy was deeply moved. He hoped to help her and prove to her that not all men are the same, that they can be caring and considerate. The idea that all she had said was just one big show designed to win my trust. To in, excuse me, to instrumentalize me, Weisenberg recalls, was something that simply didn't occur to him at the time. It was the beginning of a desperate, painful, six year long relationship. Weisenberg is a confident man. He is built like a tree, tall and sturdy. He's a guy who likes to get things done, tells his story in a calm and measured one. Tammy, a victim? Many would find it hard to imagine, but be aware of those cliches that suggest that a victim must be a, <clears throat> excuse me, that a victim must be small, soft, and weak, especially if the victim is a man. Tammy and his girlfriend moved in together. He supported her both emotionally and financially. He remembers it as a rewarding relationship and as they grew closer, they didn't just share an apartment, but also a bank account in their day-to-day -day routine. Soon they were almost completely dependent on each other, but it got a little worse. Let's read what he said. It first began when we were on a holiday. We booked ourselves into a hotel that didn't meet my girlfriend's expectations and she refused to pay the bill. Weisenberg remembers she wanted me to back her up, wanted me to tell the hotel manager that his place was a dump, but I refused, feeling ashamed to be doing him down. Instead, I went ahead and got into the car and left her to do her own thing. And when she got into the car, she started to slap me around the head and scream at me. So I thought, that's not going to happen again. I refused to stand by her. 
His girlfriend tried to justify her outburst by telling him about her troubled childhood and childhood without love or affection, without stability or con or con <clears throat> continuity. And he bought it. As the years went by, the emotional dependency grew. I felt like a servant who always had to get everything right. Tammy remembers, he says, it was his top priority to please his girlfriend and follow all her rules. There were rules for everything in their day-to-day -day lives. Which piece of fruit to choose? How to, how to pluck it? How to serve it? And if I didn't please her, then it was, bam, a blow to the head. part. Tammy Weisenberg says the blow he received from his partner were not the worst aspect of their relationship. The pain from the psychological violence went much deeper. One day she was standing in front of me and then she took off her bathrobe and was naked. Then she started beating herself, scratching herself and shouting stop it, ow that hurts. So I was standing in front of her immobilized and asking myself what's this all about and when she finishes her assault she got back into her bathrobe before pulling a small recorder out of her pocket that's really is a fine thing a little dictating device it's my joker she said and left the room from then on she threatened to blackmail him if he don't i'm sorry she threatened to blackmail him if he told anybody about her violence. Tammy felt paralyzed. I didn't dare step out of line. I was so scared of losing face in society, of losing out professionally, and of not in any way being seen as a victim, but as a perpetrator. And with fear, you can hold people down and lock them in. In the problem... You're going to have law enforcement buying into that crap. And then a man, the man who was supposed to be abused, they've been locked up, embarrassed, humiliated, and that's being put on their record. It's also a global problem. They have similar experiences across the globe. Statistics from Mexico suggest that around 25% of all victims of domestic violence are men. In Kenya, Nigeria, or Ghana, unemployment and poverty regularly triggered violence from female partners. And it is the same story worldwide. Little or no support for male victims, especially in rural areas. All right, but things may slowly be changing in Germany. Earlier this year, the country's first help for male victims, the help line, came into operation. The men are looking for a place where people are going to listen, somewhere where they don't have to be feeling that they're once again just going to be told to pull themselves together, says Andreas Hasse from the Man on Man Advice Center. The city of Bellafield. So, 
Weisenberg helped himself to escape from a toxic relationship. I was missing back then was somewhere I could turn to with all my fears and worries, especially as a man. That is why I later set up a self-help group where it became clear to me just how many men there are who need all sorts of help. So, yeah, this is... It happens often with males just as much as females. Domestic violence is not okay. It's not cool. It's been happening all over the world. And the Me Too movement of the women are, are just as guilty because they figured all men are cheaters. All men deserve this. They can be a horrible influence in relationships and giving women advice. So that feminist mentality can be very dangerous. So women, men, please keep that out of that. Keep it out of the relationship, please. <clears throat> so it's never okay to put your hand on your mate. Never. Join, join in. And if you need help, you call the domestic violence hotline right then and right there. All right. It is never okay. And I want you guys to get help. Call the hotline. Find that support group. It is so important to find that support group. If you find that support group, man, emotionally, you can get through anything. Seriously, you can get through anything. So um, I want to say my thoughts, prayers, and meditation to the to the female victims and the male victims. Let's all stand together, stand tall, and fight against domestic violence. <clears throat> so, the next segment is going to be, yes, it's going to be about the special shout-out segment. Yes, let's get it. Hey everyone, welcome back. I want to give a special honorary shout out to a few people. First, Tiffany Wilson, who is a um, cancer survivor. She is an inspirational story. She almost lost her life to cancer. But instead of sitting back and having people feel sorry for her, she found ways to elevate her life. She found ways to focus on what she loves to do on a day-to-day basis, which has um, 
helped her mentally, you know, not focus on cancer. And then she becomes happy in life. And by day and day and day, when the day goes by, her cancer starts to improve. And years later, she is, she has beaten cancer. She is an inspirational story. I am going to do an Instagram live or an interview with her. So please check it out. Tiffany Wilson, a cancer survivor. Please go to her um, webpage. She is on um, Instagram. Click on her webpage and please vote for her. She deserves all kinds of awards, money, um, anything like that. She survived and beat cancer. She truly inspires me each and every single day. I love you, Tiffany. We all love you all around the world. Thank you so very much. I want to give a special honorary um, shout out to um, the banker. She is, yeah, she is a banker at um, Hamptons Bayport Credit Union, Ms. Brittany Hembrick. I hope I pronounced it correctly. So I call her Miss Brittany. Yes. Um, special shout out to you, people all over the world, or people if you are in the shipyard or um, or other forms of uh, you know employment. Please show support and give a standing ovation to Brittany, to Miss Brittany Hembrick, better known as Miss Brittany. So everybody. I want to give a little moment of a standing ovation to Miss Brittany. So this is our appreciation. Tiffany Wilson and Miss Brittany, the Hampton Bayport Credit Unions. Uh, I believe she is a banker or in the, um, I don't know if she's a manager or whatnot, but I wanted to give a little standing ovation to you. You ladies rock and there's pure evidence that black women rock Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Now we're going to get to our regular special shout out moment. Oh, wait, I forgot to include somebody in the honorary special shout out. I know I give her a shout out every single chance, but this is a real special one. Dawn Nicole on everybody. She is making 
history, she's very close to obtaining the aviation license, her own plane, her own plane. I think she has her own plane. And if she does, she is one of the few African-American women are really one of the few women in the world to have their own plane and have an aviation license. Very rare accomplishment, a very rare feat. Don Nicoleone, she has done the WGAG radio for almost 15 years. She is very well recognized, very popular, and very well respected. She is the first lady of Blog Talk Radio. I don't think you guys know that. She's one of the first, and she is one of the best to ever do it. Especially around people who are darker than blue African American women. She is the example of a real strong black woman. She is an example of a strong entrepreneur who is making waves. Not only is she doing the WGH radio, but she has other business ventures. Investor. Um, she is she was a journalist at one time. And she is a um what is it? She has her own record label company. Dawn Nicoleone is a genius. She is a success story. Um, please go and support WGAG Radio. Now, Hot Damn Politics will still be on. But I'm thinking she's taking the time off so that she can focus on her dreams, her goals in the aviation business. So everybody, please show love and please show some respect to WGAG. Please listen to the WGAG radio uh, on YouTube. Check out Don Nicoleone, El Cologne. Special shout out to her son. Um, he calls himself Pay the Pasta. I love that name. Um, he's a very talented artist. Um, that young man, he is getting himself in his life together and he is an inspirational very inspirational story i believe he is uh, he's coming out with his own record label and he's creating music and if i have a chance i would mentor him if don nicoleon lets me that's her uh son so special shout out to pay the pasta special shout out to her uh, daughter, Tiara Bodie. She is um, a realtor, one of the best realtors in Atlanta and in the country. She's one of the best. And she is well recognized, well known, and well respected. Please check her out. Her daughter, Warrior, she is a uh, model, fashion designer. And she is a social media influencer who is very, very popular. They get all their talent and motivation from their mom, Miss Dawn Nicoleon. So we want to honor the Brody family 
in their accomplishments, their success, and their entrepreneurship experience and their positive vibes. Much love to all of you. Much love to Nefertiti surviving the game. All right, she is in the Bay Area. She's doing a lot of great things. Um, very proud of her as well. Um, she's doing all kinds of projects, so please check her out. All right. On Lincoln, special shout out to Ticia Hunter. She not only is um, the director of the elite medical staffing, she was also a realtor flipping homes. She's very successful at it. She's one of the up and coming entrepreneurs, one of the top entrepreneurs in California. I want y'all to look it up. Please show her support and, you know, let's give her a standing ovation as well. So Donna Colion, Ticia Hunter. I'm proud of all of you ladies. I really am. I'm really am. Um, I want to also give a special shout out to Big Cam Jones. Um, a while back, he purchased a home. Through the entertainment industry, he um, he is the son of a uh, legendary artist Shirley Jones, two-time Grammy Award winner, singer, writer, producer. So I'm very proud of him. He was the first person I interviewed, and I'm I, I still remember it to this day. Phelps. Jones, special shout out to you, brother. The Jones Connection is very successful and is very popular. Please support him. Check him out. They had a successful UK tour with uh, Shirley Jones. So, Miss Shirley Jones, I love you. I love your music. Nice Over Egypt is one of my favorite songs, I have to say. Jean Karn, special shout out to you. She had an amazing episode on Unsung. Beautiful as ever. Beautiful soul. I love you, Miss Karn. I really do. A special shout out to Miss Melba Moore. One of the great artists of our generation. Um, she has followed me and I followed her too. And her voice is amazing. Her style is impeccable. She is in the Hollywood Walk of Fame of 2023. Yes, it's about time, everybody. So let's give a standing ovation to Melba Moore, everybody. Miss Melba Moore, we thank you. We love you. Yes, um, now I want to give my regular shout outs first to my wife, Jennifer Ricks, my son, Raymond Ricks, the third, they're over in Florida 
in their um, church conference. So special shout out. And I love you both. I can't wait to you to come home. Special shout out to um, my mom, Sophia Vaughn, my dad, Raymond Rick Sr., um, Sheena Collins, his wife. I love you. I love you dearly. Jimmy Vaughn, I love you as well, brother. I really do. That's my mom's ex-husband. But to me, I love the guy. I really do. He has treated my mom with love and respect. Tremendous individual. Please check out Jimmy V's suit collection. This guy has one of the best suits and ties in the country. So, um, artists, celebrities, if you're in need of fashion, if you need to, if you need some suits and ties and wanted to, you know, show out. If you want to um, use it for business purposes or on a date or basically, you know, improve your profile, come to Jimmy V's in his suit and tie collection. My good friend, my older sister from another mother, Leonelli May, known as the crazy Kirk girl. Special shout out to you. We did another Instagram live. We will do one tonight. So much love to you. Elevate with Vern. Much love to you. We're going to do a future collaboration where she's going to help improve my um, social media platform, my podcasting platform. Um, I'm very excited about this project I'm I'm excited about the collaboration so much love to elevate with her Miss Karma's Paradise LLC special shout out to you Old Customs LLC special shout out to you has one of the best customized cups thermals if you if you are a coffee drinker please check out Old Customs Please check her out. Joyful Connections Life Coach. Special shout out to you. I love you and you continue your success. Our friend, her pretty boutique. I think that's her name. Her pretty boutique. Special shout out to you. I hope that's your name. Let me let me look it up. Let me look it up. I don't want to mispronounce your name because if I did, I would feel bad. So um, let me go ahead and try to find your name. Give me one second. Give me one, one second. Her Pretty Boutique. Yes, Her Pretty Boutique on Instagram. Special shout out to you. The Kiki Channel. Coach Kiki. Lawn.Will. Coach Lawn. Certified Life Coach. Special shout out to you. 
let's see who else. Anthony Foster, trucker. Special shout out to you. Braden S. Holden. Special shout out to you. The Rich Auntie. Much love to you. Sexy in Seconds Boutique. You've been awesome. And you have really personified entrepreneurship. Lash Maverick Essentials. Endless uh, Beauties Boutique. Special shout out to you. Shades by Shadera. Atlanta makeup artist. Special shout out to you. Lit Procedures. I'm, I'm sorry. Lit Produces. Dash Tees. T-shirt. Kono Sheer. Christopher R. Dash. Special shout out to you. Conscious Kings and Queens. Much love to you. My good friend, Vanessa Bright who is one of the best artists in the UK. Please check her out. Special shout out to you. Pronoia Starseed Podcast is one of the best with um, Enoch. Her, her connection with Enoch is sensational. Brother Enoch, special shout out to you. Foxy Roxy. The creator of the podcast. Special shout out to you. Hypnotic skincare. Special shout out to you. Yes. Who else? To my conscious uh, brothers and sisters. Let's start off with uh, brother. Um, was it? Where Reed, yes. Special shout out to you, Marianne, your fitness nurse. Much love to you. That's my good friend there. <laughs> Kush Nubit. Special shout out to you. She has a Brew Live January January first promotion going out. Please check her out. She is. The queen of eclectic music. She popularized it. She is the number one indie artist in Chicago. Music producer. Um, singer. Well, she's a producer. She's a songwriter. And she self-taught herself how to play the piano. So she is a modern day eclectic version of Dr. Patrice Russian. Please check her out. All right. Special shout out to the people in Detroit. The entrepreneurs of Detroit, Dennis Reed, my man. Special shout out to you. My good friend, Velda Hunter. Ms. Velda Hunter, the actress. I'm going to get on Dennis until... Velda Hunter gets her own, is a leading lady in a film. I really want that to happen for her. She's very good. Special shout out to all of the Detroit players. 
the hip-hop artist, the independent film actress and actresses. Y'all create such big movies. I mean, Faithful is actually my favorite right now, especially how things were unraveling. Mm. They better come up with Faithful too. So, special shout out to Dennis Reed. <laughs> Socorro Jones. She was sensational in her last episode of the Dar Man video. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> special shout out to you. Special shout out to Nelson J. Davis. He was tremendous on um was it a couple of films on Keisha. He has a few others out. Um, Black Excellence. But I'm still loving that Taboo 3, brother. Keep up the good work. Natia Nicole. The number one realtor. The number one realtor in Boston, Massachusetts. Special shout out to you. She has gotten another accolade. And she will become the number one realtor in the world when it's all said and done. But right now that title is held by Miss Tierra Bodie. And I think Tierra Brody is the best. So I want to give uh, some people a special shout out. And who else? Who else? Who else? My brother Brandon. Hardest working man in the workforce. And the hardest working human I've ever seen. Special shout out to you, bro. If, if, if anybody, if you're in need of electrical engineering or some uh, somebody who can fill that void, please check out my brother Brandon Ricks. He is the best. I've seen him work and he's very good. <clears throat> so if y'all need in information or if y'all trying to hire people, just... Uh, Send me a uh, send me a link. Please send me a link. But I want to say thank you to Spain. Thank you to Germany. Thank you to um, Alberta, Canada, to the Philippines, Sri Lanka. Kenya, Mali, Nigeria. I got so much love for you. Finland, Australia, Dubai, New South Wales, Tokyo, Japan, Finland, um, the Netherlands. Much love to you guys. Much love, much love. Hopefully one day I can do a tour to promote my podcast, the Netherlands, 
Much love. Much love. England. Wales. Scotland. The United Kingdom is in the building. Much love to the United Kingdom. We love you, the United Kingdom. Um, It's a beautiful country. And it has one of the finest British African museum in the world. Please check it out. And I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. I mean, it's been amazing. Um, It's amazing to talk to you guys each and every single day. Yes. um, I believe this is the 94th episode. And we're counting down to 100 episodes. So everybody, thank you for your support. And um, there is a uh, donation page if you would love to give donations. That will be awesome. If you love to listen to the podcast for free, that's awesome too. So you do have the option to um, you know send a friendly donation on my donation page. It's um, four ninety nine. It's uh, monthly, so you can cancel anytime. But if you love to support it, feel free. You know, every little bit helps. But I'm just grateful for the love and support. And that you guys are willing to listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let's support our entrepreneurs. Let's support our black women entrepreneurs. Let's support entrepreneurs, no matter what color they are, man, woman, vice versa. No matter what color you are, I got love for you and I totally respect your your intelligence and your um, path to excellence. <clears throat> everybody. Everybody. Make the impossible possible. It's up to you to make that change. It's up to you to make great things happen and until next time I am out much love and respect to all of you <laughs>